0: The 2020 presidential election is almost here. The Illinois High School Association will defy Governor J.B. Pritzker and move forward with high school basketball.
1: More on these stories. I'm Sierra Henry.
0: And I'm Annalisa Trofmuck. And this is Lee Enterprise's Long Story Short. Happy Halloween, everyone. I hope you're able to celebrate safely. I know this year looks a little different, but hopefully you're able to make the most of it. Let's get started. Every week, we recap news throughout Central Illinois, covered by Lee Enterprises journalists in Bloomington, Decatur, and Mattoon. There is a lot to go over today, so let's jump in with election coverage. In Sunday's print papers, reporter Paul Swike and I put together an early voting update for Central Illinois communities. There will be updated numbers for Macon County, McLean County, Coles County, and several others in those surrounding areas. We heard from election officials in each of those counties to hear how things are going, how they will continue to keep voters safe at the polls, and more. Check these out at any of the three news websites, PantoGraph.com, herald-review.com, and jg-tc.com for more information. We have and will continue to work tirelessly in the days leading up to and following the election, so for all of our listeners, make sure you are staying up to date with live election news on each of our three websites that I just mentioned. Transitioning into local government news, the Bloomington City Council approved a few things this week, the first being that they will add duties to the bylaws for the Public Safety and Civilian Review Board. The board was created in 2017 as a means to bridge the gap between local law enforcement and the community. After a lengthy back and forth between the council during their meeting Monday, they approved adding the data collection and allowing board members to make recommendations to the city based on public feedback. Also on Monday, the council approved declaring Juneteenth a city holiday. Held on June 19th, Juneteenth is the oldest nationally celebrated commemoration of ending slavery. City manager Tim Gleason said the Human Relations Commission would lead educational events that would take place to celebrate the holiday, but city staff would not receive a payday day off. Council had been talking about the measure since Alderman Mboka Milambwe introduced it in July. Council members had also for some time been considering the creation of a public arts commission, which they officially approved during Monday's meeting. The seven-person commission proposed by Deputy City Manager Billy Tyus will help bring local art to city public rights of way and other spaces throughout Bloomington. More on these stories at pantograph.com. Future detectives studying criminal justice at Eureka College experienced a unique
1: hands-on lesson in arson investigation this week. Pantograph reporter Lenore Sabota watched the demonstration as Eureka Goodfield Fire Protection District set flame to an eight-foot structure in the parking lot of Eureka College. Students studying criminal justice at the college were then able to learn what to look for when collecting evidence in arson cases after firefighters put out the fire. Read Sabota's report at Pantograph.com to hear how the exercise is preparing students for future criminal cases. Okay area hunters, you might find this one pretty interesting, so listen up. If you hunt deer, whether it's during bow or shotgun season, you might find this research coming from Illinois Wesleyan University interesting. Professors Given Harper and Aaron Wilson found that 48% of ground venison packets from shotgun harvest deer had metal fragments. The researchers investigated both packets of ground meat from deer harvested through shotgun and archery. After further testing, they found that the meat with metal fragments contained lead, which is commonly used in some types of ammunition. Thankfully, there are other types of ammunition hunters can purchase that are non-toxic. Now, my family is full of hunters, so I will be personally sending this very interesting article to my parents. If you want to read more about what this means for hunters, check out Lenore's article at Pantograph.com for more information. Millican University is offering a reduced tuition rate of $25,000 per year for students who live or go to school in Macon County or who are attending the Cerro, Gordo, and Central a and districts and students attending Richland Community College. The rate applied to all new students, including college students whose home is in Macon County but are transferring to Milliken from another institution. Check out JGTC Valerie Wells' report at jg-tc.com.
0: The Illinois Board of Education on Friday released the 2020 Illinois Report Card. The analysis looks at school performance and 1.9 million students enrolled. Find information about your district on any of our three news websites. The Decatur School Board voted against a $30,000 bonus for Assistant Superintendent Jeff Dace. Reporter Valerie Wells, who covered the board meeting Tuesday, heard from teachers who submitted public comments about Dace's potential bonus public comments were placed to the end of the board's agendas early in the pandemic and they were moved to the beginning of the meeting this week. During the board's discussion, member Courtney Carson asked for an explanation of the rationale behind the bonus for DACE and though Superintendent Paul Frigo had given an explanation for how bonuses are calculated for principals, he did not provide one for DACE's bonus. In the end, the board voted unanimously against the bonus. Most of the teachers that spoke during the meeting mentioned their difficulty at working with Days, the teacher shortage in the district that they blame on the toxic culture, and a need for support from central administration during the difficult time of the COVID 19 pandemic. Read more in Val's story, which includes quotes from Janelle Norman, president of the Decatur branch of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, at herald-review.com. Reporter Kelsey Watsonauer covered a Unit 5 school board meeting at Normal Community West High School on Wednesday night. After about a week and a half of hybrid learning for McLean County Unit 5 students, Superintendent Kristen Weichel said students and staff seem glad to be back in school. Some parents have continued to reach out to the district in an attempt to to switch their students' learning model, but Weichel said at this point we can't have that constant back and forth. According to the data taken from the Unit 5 website, seven students and two staff members have tested positive for COVID-19 since the hybrid plan began last week. Hear from the superintendent and Kelsey's story at Pantograph.com. Reporter Joey Wagner on Wednesday covered announcements from the Illinois High School Association. Joey writes, One day after Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker and the Illinois Department of Public Health moved basketball from a medium risk to a high risk sport and put winter sports on hold, the Illinois High School Association announced it was moving forward with basketball anyway. The decision came after a special Board of Directors meeting on Wednesday. IHSA Executive Director Craig Anderson said the board was caught off guard by Pritzker's announcement. The board will follow the guidance of the IHSA Sport Medicine Advisory Committee and will allow boys and girls basketball to begin practices per IHSA Return to Activities 2.0 on November 16th. Contests can begin on November 30th within an Illinois COVID region or within a conference. Masks will be worn throughout, even for competing players, and as of now, a limit of 50 people indoors will be in place, which effectively means no fans in the stands after the players, coaches, officials, and volunteers for each team are accounted for. The decision to go forward and against the IDPH and governor's office was a bold step for the IHSA and will essentially put the decision to participate in basketball this winter in the hands of local school districts. Hear from local high school athletes and officials in Joey's Herald-Interview story under the headline, IHSA will defy Governor Pritzker, move forward with high school basketball.
1: Walmart and Normal has boarded its doors in response to social media rumors of potential looting, Normal Police Sergeant Corey McNichols said Thursday. While police said no credible threats have been found, Walmart has boarded the pharmacy's side doors with plywood, and pallets of wrapped merchandise and similar items were located near the entrance of the store, public safety reporter Kelsey Watsnauer reported. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and at PainterGraph.com to stay up with the latest details of this story.
0: This weekend, in the pantograph and online, there will be a story about how local law enforcement is not anticipating but is prepared for potential violence in reaction to early election results. I spoke with the police chiefs in Bloomington and Normal, who both said they have plans in case any celebrations or protests turn violent, but there are no immediate threats at this time.
1: In addition to election and safety related news, we have had several COVID-19 developments in Central Illinois. The Illinois Department of Public Health has announced that COVID-19 restrictions will be implemented in Regions 3 and 6, which include Macon, Coles, Logan, Ford, and DeWitt counties. Here's what that means. These regions have seen a seven-day rolling average test positivity rate of 8% or above for three consecutive days, which exceeds the threshold set for establishing mitigation measures under the state's Restore Illinois Resurgence Plan. What's changing? Effective Monday, all indoor service is closed for bars and restaurants. Outside service must close at 11 p.m., Further restrictions on bars and restaurants include maintaining six-foot distance between tables, no seating of multiple parties at one table, reservations for each party are required, and more. Meetings, social events, and gatherings are now limited to 25 people or 25% of overall room capacity. There are no party buses. And gaming and casinos must close at 11pm and are limited to 25% capacity while following the mitigations for bars and restaurants if applicable. COVID-19 and Central Illinois updates are evolving rapidly. Annalisa and I are recording this episode Friday afternoon, but more information is expected over the next few days. Make sure you are sticking with us to stay informed on the latest developments.
0: All right, we're going to wrap up today with community news. Residents of Westminster Village are now moving into their newly $62 million renovated home on Lincoln Street. Pantograph reporter Paul Swike spoke to residents who are getting acquainted with their new area, and resident Mary Alice Smith said, I just feel at home when she was walking through the newly upgraded building. Check out Swike's story to read all the details on the new building at pantograph.com.
1: Mattoon area residents get pumped. Jersey Mike's is ready for business. The new sub location will be between Starbucks and Great Clips in the Mattoon marketplace and will be open Wednesday, nearly two years after franchisees researching and planning for business. JG-TC Rob Strouds reports. If you love subs, check out Stroud's article at jg-tc.com where we have a video and photos of Jersey Mike's. All right, folks, let's end this episode on a high note. Ooh, it's Halloween! (laughs) I know things are different this year, but I'm hoping everyone is having a safe and fun Halloween night. This year, trick-or-treaters and families should maintain a six-foot distance from other people, avoid sticking hands into communal candy bowls, and wear masks while out on the prowl. Pentagraph reporter Paul Swike spoke to a few grade schoolers with the Boys and Girls Club about their spooky plans. Ten-year-old Sarai Jackson of Normal said she plans on dressing up as a character from the popular dystopia movie The Purge, which depicts a version of the United States in which all crime is legal for 12 hours. A little bleak. Ten-year-olds Trenton Smith of Bloomington and Kai Grismore of Normal explained how they plan on tackling the neighborhood in search of candy while following COVID-19 guidelines. Nine-year-old Brooklyn Gerkey of Normal had this advice to give to trick-or-treaters. I say, just because you are wearing a mask doesn't mean you can't go trick-or-treating and doesn't mean you can't have fun. Isn't that sweet? Check out
0: Spike's report at Pantograph.com for more information on Halloween plans. So I'm planning on being at my parents' house in Tinley Park for Halloween, and my nephew is going to go trick-or-treating in their house, like at each of our bedroom doors, I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to have my cat. She will be dressed up as a shark. And yeah, I'm so excited. That's what I'm going to be doing on Halloween, trick-or-treating from door to door in my parents' house <laughs> each of the bedrooms and um, like putting little treats in my nephew's little bucket. I don't remember exactly what he's... Oh, he's going to be Lightning McQueen, which is like his favorite red car. That's what he like calls it. It's so cute. Um, yeah, so that's all I'm going to do. I'm maybe like have any of... I'm going to eat like all of the food that my mom makes, which hopefully will be a lot. Mom, hopefully you're listening to this on Saturday morning because I'm hungry. Feed me. What are you doing, Sierra, for Halloween?
1: Well, shout out to 10-year-old Sarai Jackson. While I said her costume was a little bleak, I do appreciate it. I thought it was really funny and really cute that she'll be dressing up for the purge. I just wanted to throw that out there. I personally will be dressing up my cat as well. I bought her a little angel costume, and I'm very excited. I'm hoping to get some devil horns um, for myself, and then we'll be taking my camera so we can take some family portraits. Um... And those, those portraits will probably be used, um, for when I'm looking to make my like Christmas greeting cards. I don't know if I'll use the Halloween themed ones. We'll be taking some, um, probably closer to Thanksgiving so I can, um, send some out around the holiday season. Um, but other than that, I'm planning on just having like a really quiet Halloween, you know, relaxing, watching some spooky movies and spending some quality time with my
0: cat. (laughs) Let's talk for like a quick minute about like Halloween as a child (laughs) Um, because there are some fun traditions that my mom and dad used to do for us and we kind of still do some version of them. When I was like little little like four years five years old little we lived by Midway Airport in Chicago and we would go trick-or-treating like with the entire neighborhood um and it was really fun and a lot of our neighbors would go like all out I remember being Barney one year that was fun um and we would have some sort of like kind of Halloween party every year where my mom makes and she's she still makes this food and it's so funny and it's like I still look forward to it as a 25 year old um she makes mummy dogs, which are just, like, hot dogs wrapped in, like, you know, like, puff pastry. And she puts, like, little black peppercorns as the eyes. Um, and then she makes monster shells. So, like, kind of, like, the pasta shells. And she, like, stuffs them with, like, ground beef and red sauce and puts two olives on toothpicks for the eyes. <laughs> and um, she makes dirt cake every year. Like, like kind of like a graveyard cake, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, it's... Oreo and she makes I don't know, it's a cream cheese I don't know how she makes it to be totally honest, but it's good It's kind of like an Oreo sort of Cheesecake, but not really Um, And it has like Little Not wafer cookies, but they're I, I don't know, they're like cookies that are Like Rectangular shaped, so that they look like gravestones, and she like writes on them. She like write, she writes like boo and eek and like really cute things. And I have a a photo from a couple years ago, but I like am so looking forward to that this year. Still, it's. I I look forward to it every year. She makes my parents make all the holidays special, even though we're all now grown adults, me and my siblings. Um, What are some like traditions? You have something really cute I think you should talk about. And I think you know what I'm referring to. Well, um, one of my, well, how,
1: it's no surprise that Halloween is one of my favorite holidays. I think I've mentioned it several times. But uh, one of the reasons why it's one of my favorite holidays is because um, I have a, I have, um, four siblings, but I'm really close with my brother who is 11 years younger than me. And, um, Because of that, I I think I outgrew trick-or-treating, but I still loved dressing up and stuff. And I, at some point, volunteered to take my brother out trick-or-treating. And so basically for, I don't know, we did this for like six years in a row. I would dress up with my brother and I would take him out trick-or-treating. We dressed up as um, all kinds of crazy characters. They're all, like, it's all his idea. He chooses who we're going to be each year and then we go out. Um, the last year that we did it, I think we were characters from a Xenoblade Chronicles game that he really loved, but we were all, I don't really, that's the one year where I didn't actually know who I was. The other ones I knew because, um, they all came from video games or TV shows that we watched together. Like, um, we were Jake and Fiona from the, from Adventure Time, um, one year he was uh link and i was navi from the legend of zelda That's
0: awesome.
1: um so like yeah we get really into it um i really miss taking him out trick-or-treating now he just does his own thing one year this would be <laughs> fitting for this year but like a couple of years ago he did go as a plague doctor and it was
0: like a very good costume <laughs> <laughs> i'm like thinking if my siblings and i ever had like costumes together but i don't think we ever did because we're not as cool Thank you all so much for listening. Just a reminder to share with us on social media how you celebrated Halloween, especially if you plan on dressing up your pets in costumes. Follow us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Annalisa Tro, A-N-A-L-I-S-A-T-R-O. And my Twitter
1: is at PG underscore Sierra Henry, and that's Sierra as in Sierra Mist, S-I-E-R-R-A. Long story short, can be found wherever you get your podcasts, including through Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. You can also find this podcast along with the reporting mentioned today and subscription information at pantagraph.com, herald-review.com,
0: and jg-tc.com. As always, if you are enjoying this podcast and you want to support local journalism, leave us a review, give us a rating, and subscribe. It is free on iTunes and Spotify, just like Sierra mentioned. (laughs) See you again at 10 a.m. next Saturday for more Central Illinois news.